0: Okay, Chelsea, we have talked about all of the terrible pollution that comes from cars we don't really talk about in the past. I think we did a whole episode on it, in fact. Yeah, we did. I found something new that is kind of destroying the world slowly that didn't come up in that episode, but I thought it'd be fun. It's an article on The Atlantic, came out September 7th, 2023. Article title, America is telling itself a lie about roadkill, written by Ben Goldfarb. Oh no. The great irony of roadkill is this. Its most conspicuous victims tend to be those least in need of saving. Simple probabilities dictate that you're more likely to collide with a common animal, a squirrel, a raccoon, a white-tailed deer, than a scarce one. the roadside, dead tend to be culled from the ranks of the urban, the resilient, and the ubiquitous. But roadkill is also a culprit in our planet's current mass die-off. Every year, American cars hit more than 1 million large animals, such as deer, elk, and moose, and as many as 340 million birds. Across the continent, roadkill may claim the lives of billions of pollinating insects as well. Mm. The ranks of the victims include many endangered species. One 2008 congressional report found that traffic existentially threatens at least 21 critters in the U.S., including the Houston toad and the Hawaiian goose. If the last ever California tiger salamander shuffles off this mortal coil, the odds are decent that it will happen on rain-slick blacktop one damp spring night. There was a group for roadkill's hidden Toll are reptiles and amphibians, known collectively as herps, which I've actually never heard before.
1: No, that makes me think of something else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I'm wondering if they have the same root word. The small bodies and secretive habits of herps conceal their dominance. Many forests in the eastern United States support more salamanders than small mammals and birds combined. But about one in five reptile species and two in five amphibian species are threatened with extinction and many more are on their way. Snapping turtles and spotted salamanders are on the verge of vanishing altogether, but they become rarer and more isolated, retreating from our landscape and our lives. Biologists refer to the localized extinctions, a pond empty of frogs here, a pool robbed of salamanders there, as extra patience many small losses that over time can amount to a very big one the wetlands advocate david m carroll has lamented the silence of the frogs a hush as disquieting as the one that terrified rachel carson not quite sure what that oh silence of the lambs okay i think right <laughs> is rachel the name of the person in that movie rachel uh I rachel
1: i don't think it is
0: okay Well, I'm not sure who Rachel Carson is. That's the first time she's mentioned.
1: No, this is definitely not Silence of the Lambs. She's old. American marine biologist. Okay, that that makes sense. I don't know what she got up to, though, so it'll be forever a mystery. Okay.
0: I'm not looking into it further.
1: Nope. (laughs) That's all I need to know.
0: The forces muzzling the frogs and other herps are many habitat loss, fungal disease, pollution, but it's not a coincidence that herps are predisposed to become roadkill. Reptiles and amphibians move slowly, and as cold blooded creatures, they gravitate towards warm surfaces, whether limestone or asphalt. Turtles lumber across lakefront streets to deposit their eggs, snakes slither over highways to huddle in Hypernacula. Wow, there are a lot of words I've never heard before. <laughs>
1: That's a good fringy mini if there are words we don't know if have yeah. seen before.
0: <laughs> Worst of all, some herps, such as northern leopard frogs, don't attempt to race between cars as steer do or avoid roads altogether, as grizzly bears do. Instead, they're what scientists call non-responders, animals who are unfazed by traffic even when prudence would serve them well. <laughs> Amphibians whose names mean double life are especially susceptible. Frogs, toads, and salamanders belong to two worlds, the water in which they're born, and the upland forests where many species, upon swapping gills for lungs, spend their adulthood. When you have a toe in two realms, you must migrate between them. Amphibians move most frenziedly on spring nights, and when rain refills the e- ephemeral pools, it dimple forest floors and summon them to mate. Wood frogs that spent the winter as cold and hard as popsicles preserved by their own natural antifreeze thaw and stir. Salamanders clamber from their catacombs, peepers thrill with a vehemence out of all proportion to their thumbnail sized bodies. Thousands of minuscule lives go on the march, called by wetlands that will soon be cloudy with gelatinous egg masses. In some places the emergence occurs over weeks, in others in a few big nights. And a salamander on a big night will cross any road in their path, come hell, high water, or Honda. When an aggregation of libidinous herps boils over a road, the outcome is what some biologists call non-too-scientifically a massive squishing. Squishing statistics are both appalling and abstract in the way that astronomical death tolls often are. Nearly 28,000 leper frogs killed over two separate two-year periods on Lake Erie Causeway, up to 10,000 red-sided garter snakes slain in one season in Manitoba, 2,500 toads flattened on a French road. An in Indiana, scientists who count, counted more than 10,000 crushed animals found that 95% were reptiles and amphibians. You've probably never heard one pop beneath your tires, but in many places, herps, not deer, not squirrels, make up most vertebrate roadkill. This does continue on for quite some time, but I think that's far enough along into the article to at least give you an idea of what's going on. And just a reminder that we do so much damage to the environment that we don't even really think about. I know, like, we commonly hit things with our cars. I don't mean that nonchalantly as in like just mowing down deer, but there's a reason there's what's called bug juice at the gas station to clean off your windshield.
1: Yeah, I never really thought about it, unfortunately. And that article is sad, especially bugs. But we've also talked about there's less bugs and it's probably because we've hit so many bugs in the past that we're just...
0: It's definitely part of it.
1: Getting rid of them one by one. Even where we grow up, you would commonly see even the big ones. And if people are hitting the big ones, such as deer and moose and bear and stuff, imagine how many little things you're hitting without, this is sad. Yeah. Without knowing it.
0: Don't worry, I have plenty of those. We're ruining the world in many ways we don't even realize it. Articles in the future ready to go. So this is just a small taste (laughs) of it.
1: That's what I depend on you for.
0: (laughs) Please self-reflect on all of the small vertebrates that you have killed over the next 48 hours and pay them homage, if you will.
1: 48 hours, though, that's it.
0: 48 hours. Yeah, that's all you need. In the meantime, though, we will see you all on Friday for the main episode.
1: Bye.